Greetings, Negative Positives podcast listeners. This is Mike Mitchelson coming to you from the land of sanity and goodness, St. Paul, Minnesota. If you're like me, you might have stumbled across this podcast just this last year, say, during a scorching June heat wave while replacing a garage door opener. You might remember yourself saying while listening, what the fuck is this? Whether it was the heat stroke or the fact your hands were occupied above your head for an hour and couldn't reach the iPod, you kept listening. Dehydrated and stumbling off the ladder, you recalled the first time you saw The Big Lebowski, you're old enough to have seen it first in the theater, and remembered your dumbstruck confusion, yet you kept going back to it again and again. So it goes with this podcast. I mean, really, what is this? There are co-hosts, Roxana and Jess, who may or may not be there, it's a coin flip, really, but both have interesting Instagram feeds. Then there's Andre, who may or may not actually work in the industry, he can talk the talk occasionally, but usually he supplies updates on his budding romance with some Kukavika fella. And there's the show's creator and prime host, a guy who confesses to have shot maybe a half dozen pictures in the last year plus. Still, the dude reliably puts out the show and could strum a guitar better than I ever will. Despite all that, damn if once in a while you don't actually learn a thing or two about photography, and most importantly, what inspires us to pursue this habit that requires a deep appreciation of antiquated machinery and the magic it can create. And so now I present the host of the Negative Positives Podcast, the man waging the good fight against the letter L and the rug that ties the room together, Mike Gutterman. Hello and welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode 381.5. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave here in Louisville, Kentucky. And a huge thanks to <laughs> Mike Mitchelson for the uh, fantastic intro submission to our intro contest. At this point, I think I only have one more intro left to wrap this contest up. And then uh, we can get Mike Williams to select a winner. Uh, Mike Mitchelson put in a very strong entry, in my, in my opinion. Uh, anything that uh, you know makes a comparison uh, to the, the Big Lebowski and this podcast, I'll take that as a, as a pretty high compliment. So uh, th- thank you, Mike, uh, for that. Uh, Mike Mitchelson. So uh, uh, very, very good. Thank you, sir, for your your intro submission. And uh, we'll be wrapping this contest up. And just, uh, wow, just had a ton of involvement in this one. Uh, Just uh, thanks to everyone that has participated in this one. This one's been a lot of fun. So, Uh, okay, this is a, a solo show. Basically, um, you know, just just me tonight. Um, the reason I'm doing this one is I, I have a, a couple special interviews, I guess, and uh, they didn't really fit our normal, you know, sort of the way we normally structure our shows. So it just made sense to kind of pop out a, a special edition Negative Positives episode. And uh, the first uh, thing I want to get to here is, you know, I've talked a lot about my son, my son Grant, shooting film. Well, he is in town. Uh, he's been shooting film at his university. And uh, so I sent him up there with my Pentax ME and uh, some rows of film. Every time he comes home, I send him back up to college with uh, more film to shoot. And uh, I think uh, this time he brought back like five rows for me to develop after the three that I developed the last time he came home. So, uh, yeah, so he's doing quite well. He's been quite uh, doing shooting a lot more film than I, than I have. But I wanted to do a little interview with him. He's in town this week for spring break, college spring break. And uh, so I thought while I had him, while I have him here, I thought I'd do a little little uh, solo show interview with my son, uh, Mr. Grant Gutterman. And uh, so here we go. Let's go ahead and put that in, and you can hear a little bit about Grant's journey with uh, film photography. All right, folks, I'm here with my oldest son, 
Mr. Grant Gutterman. And, uh, you know, I've talked about on the podcast in quite a few episodes here recently where uh, Mr. Grant has been uh, shooting some film. He is in his first year of college, uh, of university, as the, as the English would say. Um, and he's at Denison University up in the great state of Ohio. And uh, he's been uh, shooting a little film. I let him borrow my Pentax ME. And I've uh, been sending him up there after every one of his little breaks with uh, some more film to shoot. So, um, Grant, how are you uh, doing tonight? I'm doing pretty great, Mr. Gutterman. <laughs> well, um, so you're at your home for spring break now. And um, unfortunately, we didn't really get a chance to get out and shoot. I was kind of hoping we would have a day where we could do that. But, um, you know, we had a lot to get done. You know, it's, And I have to work this week, so that didn't help us any. So <laughs> Yeah. But... Um, one of these days, we'll get out and do some shooting together, and uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But um, uh, So what you decided at one point that you wanted to have a uh, film camera on your uh, campus, I think even before I sent you up there with a the film camera, that the uh, you had gotten together with a, um, uh, what is it, a photo club that did like a photo walk, right? Yeah. It's like a, something, uh, like a Denison photo club or something, is that what it's called? Uh, yes, they call it like the Denison photo photographers association but it's pretty much just photo club right right photographer cool. club and so you did that um just before you even had a camera up there of your own right um yeah the first photo walk we did which was um hiking at denison's nature reserve there was um there was they, they like supplied film cameras that that's very i cool. used like which one of them i think it was some variation of a pentax camera or mm -hmm. sort of just like the pentax emmy but i think a little bit different yeah but. yeah well very cool it's it's very it's it's it was it's cool to me to that you know you have this uh you know this photo group and <clears throat> on the at the university and they are not only <clears throat> excuse me not only providing film cameras but providing film so uh mm -hmm. yeah and they uh didn't they also like um develop the film for you and and take care of all that too um yeah they did take care of the um developing of all of the film that we took that's awesome yeah uh, so see folks this film thing just this train just keeps rolling along man the kids are uh, the kids are getting into it the colleges the college kids you know the future future of america <laughs> yeah. into, into the film so uh uh okay so that happened and then you know you and i uh and, and your other brother gibson uh um we all went out but when you're much younger uh to the park one day and i let you all have some little point and shoots and, and took some film uh photos this isn't the first time you've shot some film but you know that was uh quite a few years ago you know and um so yeah. This what made you decide, you know, after this little photo walk and everything, that you wanted to have your own film camera up there on campus and you wanted to give it a shot, pun intended. Uh, um, I'm not too sure exactly. I kind of just like thought that, oh well, I'm gonna be at like a new place, new town, and I'd probably want to take something, take some pictures of stuff like without having to just use my iPhone because I get kind of bored of the iPhone sometimes. Plus, um. I've always taken an interest to sort of like the artifacts and um, different things you can do with just with the different ways of developing film, different ways of using film, different films just in general. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'd say that kind of aspect of just getting something different every role and the kind of processing of film kind of got me interested into like seeing what kind of effects would come from it after I took a bunch of roles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of the first roles I sent you up there with um, 
uh, it's like I think I said it was after it was after Thanksgiving. You were going to be there for like a month until you came home for Christmas. Since you up there with like three rows, and I thought, ah, oh, he, I'd be shocked if he gets all these done. And sure enough, you shot all three rows, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, been been pretty productive. So, uh, um, so we got uh, Christmas. We got home, and we you know we developed uh, um, your your photos, and I get, got you the scans. Uh, one of the rolls came out, you know, pretty uh, pretty badly underexposed. And uh, so the colors were kind of wonky and kind of crazy. It was a color roll film. Uh, the black and whites came out really decent. Um, but you actually kind of liked that, the way the uh, color roll came out kind of kind of wacky, right? Yeah, I didn't really mind it at, at all because it still came out as sort of like abstract in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm a big fan of sort of abstract art stuff because like it's just kind of random. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, I mean, it was still interesting to look at, even if it didn't really, like, even if it didn't show much of the things that I was actually trying to take a picture of. Right, right. So you kind of enjoy the, uh, the the weirdness, or the sometimes even the mistakes in film can, or the imperfections is something that you uh, you you, uh, you actually are attracted to. Yeah. Well, very cool. Um, so this uh, time I'll be sending you back up with some more film, and <laughs> so. Uh, um, well, also, you know, you, you helped me develop the film um, and uh, uh, the last the last three rows or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we now have like about four or five rows in there for me to develop now. But uh, uh, do you like the developing process? Do you think, or do you think that's like, man, this is a lot of work to get an image when uh, I could just take this with my phone? <laughs> I mean, I didn't mind it as long as like, like if I was told to develop film, the only thing I'd be worried about is the kind of ratios of what goes in what mm-hmm. and because it's like different for a lot of different film there's also different like processes or methods of using uh, of like developing film i think which one did you use again which uh, i was using like a kodak method i believe yeah, yeah. but um uh, or maybe it was the ilford method i can't remember which one it was but uh yeah but most of those are really uh small like uh variances between the types of uh uh processes i mean really it's all pretty standard um the main thing is you know your times will be, be different on black and white films but in color films remember your time is always going to be the same regardless of what color film it is so that's that's nice but uh uh but you know it is uh, uh one thing i wonder is you know uh it seems like that your generation is uh a generation that does tend to um um well this i guess it's been going on for quite a few years maybe not just your generation but like uh has been kind of looking back at uh vintage things and like uh, things like uh you know vinyl records and uh and film photography and all these things that are more tangible and less looking at a screen and um do you think that that's something that attracted you the kind of like more hands-on nature to uh taking a photograph uh, rather than just uh, doing it on a phone and looking at a screen or uh do you, do you think some of that the old analog romanticism is something that your generation is attracted to um yeah definitely because the way i look at it is that um at least by like majority millennials sort of um don't really gravitate towards that stuff as much just like by majority um <laughs> i know andre to... <laughs> is definitely probably punching the air right now but <laughs> no, I... actually andre considers himself gen z i think so uh, oh well, yeah sweet that's that's good so um but you're starting a generation war here but okay, maybe right. but but i'm pretty sure that um the way i see it is basically um our generation is sort of coming out as that way because we've always grown up in a 
digital, constantly yeah. technologically advancing and digital world mm. to where this older stuff is just kind of interesting to us and we want to try something new and it it's just cooler to us i guess right i don't know why we kind of gravitate to it other than we've just been surrounded by it from birth so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think that's like the main reason it's probably like a or like a refreshing change of pace you know yeah yeah and for someone and for you i mean you've You've seen me use film cameras a good part of your life, even though you you hadn't really used one up until recently. But uh, mm-hmm. but I mean, you've been somewhat surrounded by it. I mean, uh, I mean, there was a time I used to take a lot of film photography, you know. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not so much lately. But uh, but okay. Well, the other thing is, you know, I talk a lot about my music on this podcast, and uh, your mother actually put out. I think it was a Facebook post or something at one point. Um, I think there's one particular day. I released like an electronic album, mm. and you p- posted some film <laughs> photos on your Instagram. Oh no! And <laughs> that was the same time. Yeah. I didn't notice. And your mother was like uh, on Facebook. She said, "It's Freaky Friday around here. Mike's putting out electronic music, and Grant's taking film photography." Uh, so, <laughs> so, I'm gonna start a podcast here soon. Don't worry. Right, right. It's gonna call, be called the Positive Negatives Podcast, and we're gonna have comp- competition. <laughs> Well, you, you'll probably surpass me pretty quick. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so you know, it's um, I'm quite proud of you that, you know, you have uh, kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, I, I like to think that I influenced you to get into some music and now into some photography. But, you uh, you know, you took your music a different direction mm-hmm. than I normally do. But uh, I've mentioned it on the show several times about your music. And um, so why don't you explain uh, what type of music you make and uh, and what the name of the project is and where people can check it out so people can finally hear this, uh, somebody that actually knows how to make electronic music. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's the complicated question, I think. Oh, yeah, it's like asking somebody what your band sounds like. Well, yeah. because mostly I'm taking like a whole different change in where my music's going, what I'm doing with it. Um, I, I've i been jumping around genres a lot um, in my past music. And up until like I started um, going to Denison, I've started been, I've been taking a bunch of genres and kind of like going entirely experimental not really having a direct vision of where i want to take any album or project because what i used to do is i'd uh like whatever next album i'm going to be working on i'll be like okay this specific genre is going to be what i'm working on um or having the theme of the album be but i've started straying away from that a bit um i started uh production of this like double album um over time, but I've kind of get, kind of put that on the side because um, I want to like keep my motivation fresh for it. So um, at the moment, I've been putting out just a couple singles of um, different music I've used, I haven't really made before. Um, it sounds sort of like some of my past projects too, but at the same time, it's just I'm keeping my motivation fresh and making sure I'm not forcing myself to get done with anything. Well, something you were working on in your room the other day sounded pretty good to me. Uh, sounded like almost like a real drum sound, and you were working on it, had a little droney sound going on with it. It was really good. I like. Oh uh, yeah. I have to tell you, uh, you had something good going on there. But uh, well, where would people uh, check out your music? Uh, what your, your name? Name of the the the, the project is Garquo, yeah. right? Yep, Garquo, G A R Q U O. Yep, and where would people find Garquo? Um, everywhere, pretty much. Um. There's like very few music services I don't distrib- distribute to. Um, 
Easiest is probably what Bandcamp. Easiest is probably um, if you want to purchase, yes, Bandcamp, and then I have my stuff on you know Spotify, Apple Music, um, Deezer, um, a bunch of others. That's YouTube also. That's uh-huh. the main stuff okay. really. So you, uh, as far as you know, there's a lot of talk a lot of times about music and photography and how a lot of people that are into music end up getting into photography and sometimes a lot of people in photography get into music there seems to be a, a correlation a lot with that and um does uh any of your photography do you think you'll want to use that for like album covers or whatever for some of your projects or you think or do you ever think about how you might be able to use the photography as in, in your music um i may uh i sort of i might keep those separate i might kind of like throw them together occasionally i know um one of the film pictures i have for like my spotify banner that goes on my profile is just a film picture because i wanted to keep it uh sort of like minimal yeah um yeah i could see myself probably using it for some cover art right now probably not in the near recent in the most like most recent projects that i'm working on because i already have some stuff planned for Mm. uh some concept albums but uh yeah i could see myself using it in that way Awesome, awesome. Well, Grant, we will. Uh, I'm sure that I'll keep uh, the fine listeners of this program uh, updated on all the, uh, the how much more film you're shooting than I am currently. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm passing you up pretty quick. You need to do something about that. <laughs> right, right. You are you are correct. Uh, well, uh, thank you for coming on, Grant. I'm proud of you. I love you, and I uh, just uh, glad that uh, uh, glad that you could join me tonight and and tell the fine people about. Uh, well, what got you into this madness? So, there you go. Madness, all right. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for having me. All right, Grant. Take care. All right, thanks. Well, a huge thanks to my son, Grant, for joining me for a little interview there. Uh, just, just, uh, I'm so proud of that dude. I mean, that, that, uh, that, that interview was sick. It was, it was fire. And, uh, <laughs> I can hear Grant cringing uh, as I say those things. I've been trying to use their terms, their generation's terms. You know, we used to say awesome. You know, they, they got like sick and fire. And uh, we went, actually went out for pizza tonight uh, for, for supper. And uh, during the dinner, I, I tried to use sick and fire. Like this pizza is fire. Just to watch both my sons just cringe every time I used uh, their terms. Uh, <laughs> So now, now I just want to, um, you know, just uh, <laughs> just make them cringe. Uh, it's it's part of it's part of the job of a dad. You gotta, uh, if you don't have a good dad joke, then you, you know you uh, uh, use their terms in the least uh, in the the least hip way and uh, watch them cringe. It's one of the one of the uh, joys of being a father. So, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, so proud of that dude. But uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to have uh, another interview coming up here. I'm going to take a little break, and we're going to have an interview that I, I did with Lucy Lumen. We talk all manner of uh, podcasting, YouTube, music, photography, uh, deep issues, all sorts of things. Uh, had a great time talking to Lucy. So uh, we'll have uh, we'll take us a little break, and we'll have an interview with Lucy Lumen uh, right after the break. So um, we'll be right back, folks.
right, folks, we are back from the break and uh, just uh, doing one of the kind of an old school, like I used to do this quite a bit, haven't done one in a while, a little solo show interview recording slash thing that, that, that you know, it's, it's sometimes I have to do with people uh, in weird time zones. You know, not everybody can live by the uh, the negative positives uh, recording schedule. So it's, it's sometimes fun for me to jump on these things. Uh, it's kind of late at night for me, but like. I don't even know what time it is there. I think it's evening for uh, for this person, but <laughs> I think it's uh, or, or afternoon. I don't know. Uh, but the, the person I have on the line here is none other than Lucy Lumen from uh, the, the YouTube channel, Lucy Lumen's Analog Adventures, and now has a wonderful podcast that she's, uh, what, three episodes in? Is that right, Lucy? Yes, that's correct, Mike. Three episodes that's right. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I have because because I've listened to every one of them. I've done my homework here, you know. So, uh, <laughs> but it Thank is <laughs> it's Lucy Lumen's podcast adventure. So, uh, yes. uh, folks, if you haven't been following uh, Lucy on YouTube, well, you're just straight up goofing in life. So uh, uh, you should be following her. But so she's made the transition to uh, to uh, podcasting, which uh, makes me wonder because I've been thinking about making the transition to YouTube because I mean that's where all the action is so i don't know why she'd come to this little cobweb uh, <laughs> area known as podcasting but uh, so uh, but so lucy what, what was it what makes you uh decide to embrace uh, uh the old school uh podcasting world and uh what, what was it that made you uh you know want to give podcasting a shot mm, yes yeah yeah you are right there is quite a lot of action over in the youtube <laughs> right. area compared to uh podcasting for sure but um i think mostly uh, so it's something I've always thought about. I'm pretty sure everybody at some point has thought about starting a podcast because we all <laughs> right. we all we all like to think that we have something interesting to say, which we probably do. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've always thought about it, and um, I tossed up between this and doing a YouTube channel. But I thought, no, you know, I'll go with the YouTube channel because I've got like the visual component, um, and I can you know show off my area and show my photos and stuff like that. But then. Lately, I've been feeling a little bit like I can't fully express everything that I want to on YouTube. Uh, like mm -hmm. sometimes longer form content, like something longer than 10 minutes, people don't really want on YouTube. Whereas That makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like they want short videos and uh, audience retention is quite a big thing on YouTube in terms of like your video getting seen, like how long people watch your video. Mm. Uh, so if you have a, like a very long video, sometimes that can go against you unless you're some huge YouTuber. So, uh, <laughs> I thought, how can I tackle this? So, um, I thought about podcasting and yeah, I thought that'd be a good space for me to do longer ep like episodes mm -hmm. and be able to like really go deep with, with other like film shooters who I often talk to on Instagram uh, and have conversations with that I don't get to finish because I am a mom and I'm like, okay, like this conversation is over now and, you know, we might not pick it up again. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I thought, you know, it'd be cool to interview people, but I didn't want it to kind of just be like the same as what was out there. Same as when I started my YouTube channel. Like I didn't want to just put more of the same mm -hmm. out. So um, my point of difference with the podcast was trying to get away from talking about like, you know, I don't know, like whilst those things are great and like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not bagging those things at all. I think they're really good and there's so many good film photography podcasts out there. But I think it's important when you step in to try and think about what you could maybe do a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I thought, you know, if I can talk about other things like music 
and like movies and just generally what inspires people or like more the peripherals of um, photography rather than specifically photography itself. So, almost almost like being uh, just kind of talking about uh, creativity or being a creative person uh, with pot with with film photography kind of at the at the core, but uh, also uh, kind of examining from what I've heard in the three episodes I've listened to, because I've listened to every one of them is, uh, you know, you you uh, you get, uh, you know, kind of into like uh, other things that influence them. Just uh, you get it outside of the, the, just their photography realm. So it's kind of nice to see other yeah. uh, you know behind the scenes a little bit of, of that creative person, you know? Yeah. Yes, exactly. You put it so much better than uh, than I have, Mike. I should have got you to, to write the little, you know, where you write what your podcast is about. I was like, oh, God, like, you know, that's always so hard to write because you're like, oh, I don't want to not leave this out. Or I think we said this in um, the, when we uh, chatted last on your podcast, mm-hmm. you said, oh, like you asked me something about my photography and I was like, oh, I don't know how to answer that. And you said, oh, it's like when someone asks you, what is your band? Yeah, right. Mike. Exactly. and you're like oh yeah. like i don't know how to answer that like yeah so <laughs> well yeah. i don't know lucy i don't think anyone would ever uh, uh call me eloquent in any sort of way in my speaking <laughs> <laughs> i think you i think you i think you're doing a fine job um uh, uh, one thing I'll say is like, you know, I, uh, when I first started this podcast, it, it went on uh, a long time before I had like any guests on, it was just me kind of, uh, drunkenly speaking into my phone through the anchor app. You know, that's how we did it back when it first started. And, uh, uh and I'm completely embarrassed by like, I don't know the first, like a uh, hundred episodes, uh, before I started having people <laughs> on where it was just me, you know, and, but you came out of the gate, you know, sounded really professional and, and, uh, already had like great interviews. You had, uh, just the last when you had uh, Jamie Malden Auto on there and, and like you guys hit some really deep serious subjects and like I don't know I was uh, in my first 100 episodes I was just talking about like APS film and stuff like that like, <laughs> like I, I wasn't I don't think I, I hit this the deep subject matter quite like you did right right out of the gate so uh, uh so yeah congrats on that I mean is it is that something that um like you know there's there's issues like you, uh, one thing like the, the Jamie Malden Auto uh, episode like you guys kind of touch on some subjects that that are, are difficult to talk about, you know, and, uh, is that something that you're comfortable with or is that something you, you, you kind of wanted to do from the get go or is, uh, I mean, do you find, uh, those uh, sort of challenging topics, like, you know, the idea of shooting a model, uh, uh that you were uh, kind of discussing with Jamie, like, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that can bring up, uh, with the today's environment can be, you know, it can be a touchy subject and kind of hard to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it is something, it's something that I definitely wanted to talk about and specifically with Jamie because we have spoken about it before um, and never really had the chance to fully like flesh that conversation out. Um, It's something I've spoken to Matt Murray as well. We talk about things like that a lot, Um, but I feel like people shy away from those kind of conversations on a podcast or on any sort of public platform, um, which is fair enough. Like I know I have sort of, like stepped away from that stuff a little bit on my YouTube channel because I want it to stay as a really positive um, like space. Not that those topics aren't positive, but they can attract yeah. comment commenters or, <laughs> yes. you know, and I just was like, I don't really, I don't need that. Uh, and it's the YouTube channel is more about like inspiring people and like sharing work and creating community. And mm-hmm. with a podcast, I feel like you can, I mean, I don't know if, if you feel the same or if people would agree, but with a podcast, I feel like you can have your opinion a little bit more and not cop as much like flack for it as you would sure. on YouTube. Um, I think people take it 
more in context because especially if you're having a conversation with someone I think that's the big difference as well like tackling those subjects and just doing a talking head video on YouTube saying like I think this and you know this is wrong or we need to change this people get very fired up about that because they feel like you're telling them what to do or you know like etc whereas with Jamie I felt like it was a really great way to talk about it because it's like you're like you're a man I'm a woman so like we're different in that way uh he shoots portraits I don't Mm -hmm. um you know like we, we come from different like um backgrounds and areas and you know have different experiences so it's a great way to talk about it with someone like that and um yeah I think it's kind of a safer way to talk about it as well because yeah you don't get that like negative comments on podcasts like you do on YouTube right, right. you know like there's, people aren't sharing no, like <laughs> there's no open forum for somebody to watch it in it or on podcasting no one has like an open forum to immediately be like oh this is pissing me off I got to make a comment on uh where do I make a comment yeah. there's, no, there's, no, there's no comment exactly. section on the, on the podcast yeah <laughs> yeah it's more yeah. like people internalize it more I guess because like you know they've got their headphones on or they're in the car or like it's more intimate I think like a podcast mm-hmm. and um, you know, whereas when people, I don't know, watching YouTube videos, like, um, maybe YouTube's not taken as seriously. I don't know. Um, that's like a, probably a whole nother like subject, but yeah, I just think people are more willing to hear you out on a podcast because you're, especially if you're in conversation with someone, because, you know, you bring something up and then you can ask them, like, ask the person, like, well, what do you think about that? Or what's your experience? And then you're getting two people's sides of the story rather than just someone telling you something because I feel like people don't necessarily like to be told like sure. this this is the way you do this whether it's a deep subject or it's just like I don't know this is how you load film or this is how you should edit your photos or you know what I mean so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so yeah I wanted to have like kind of a sanctuary away from YouTube to be able to just yeah go deeper with people and talk to people more and um yeah get a little bit like what you said about more of their their background and yeah, their <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Their sure. like opinions on uh topics like what me and Jamie uh talked about. Cause yeah, I do feel like people shy away from those things. And I haven't had any negative feedback from that episode. Everybody has um said like, you know, I'm really glad that you brought that up and mm-hmm. uh and had their like, you know, their own thoughts on it, which has been really interesting. Cause I always want like everything I do to start a conversation doesn't mean people have to agree agree with me at all but I just you know a respectful conversation that can lead to people like learning more about whatever it is that we're talking about so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we, when we had uh Jamie on uh I, I, we tried to you know I, I, I believe I tried to get into that subject somewhat but I don't think I, I maybe tackled it as well as you did and, and maybe it's because it was a uh, you know a guy interviewing a guy you know it could have been uh, could have been that or it could have been just my uh just trying to tiptoe around the subject a little bit uh I mean the, the <laughs> thing <laughs> the thing about uh, uh doing podcasts is because they are uh, tend to be more long form especially the more episodes you put out and the more listeners start listening, they're going to inevitably start figuring out where you stand on a lot of things in life, even though you may not come out and like uh, be like overly political, like God knows we don't need any more of that in our lives. But like, I think people will start kind of understanding where you're coming from because, you know, they start picking up on your personality and, and, what you, and, the, and kind of what you believe about 
certain things. There is sort of a, I guess, like you said, a more uh, intimate sort of thing uh, listening to podcasts and maybe YouTube with their kind of shorter form content. The, the longer f- uh, format of a podcast does kind of invariably mean that people are going to pick up on little things about your personality and, and maybe even even without you vocalizing it, kind of know where you stand on some things politically, even if you try not to be political about things. You know what I'm saying? Like It, it, it almost Definitely. seems like inevitably it's going to come out, like, you know, like, um, yeah. And, Without even really saying it, they're going to kind of figure out a little bit about yeah. where you stand on yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's pretty impossible to be a like I'm using like uh, inverted like commas here, like uh, you know, a content creator without um, like inevitably sharing some of your opinion or people formulating an idea of where you stand on things mm-hmm. like you say like politically or whatever um and i know a lot of people come to like their hobby like film photography to get away from all of that so uh like with the gender topic or mm-hmm. anything like that because there's plenty of other things that we can talk about for sure but um i just thought that with jamie it was just yeah really paramount that we talked about it and um, I specifically chose like him rather than two females talking about it. And I did uh-huh. say this in the episode, but for anybody who didn't listen, like I wanted to talk to a, a, a man about it because I wanted like people to see that you can have those conversations with men and like men are on like our side, like on, on, like on the females side and sure, you know, like they do want to like, make things better and and i think jamie's a really great example of that so uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah that's kind of why i did it uh i hope that it came off um like that way and people can um take something away f- from what jamie does because i think he like is yeah like he's working with females all the time and he's doing it in like a super respectful way sure so. yeah he's sort of dispelling the myth that I don't know that, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I get this sometimes, you know, just even when I'm out walking around the streets with a camera, I'm like, oh, I guess it's cre- creepy middle-aged guy with a camera, you know, like, uh, you know, <laughs> <it's> kind of, <laughs> anything that dispels that myth, I'm all for it, you know, because. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And there's something to be said as well. I won't say any more about like this topic because I don't want to tire people of it. But, uh, you know, I was talking to someone who I won't name and they said like, they kind of argued that uh, it's not not difficult for like a middle-aged like white man mm-hmm. at the moment but uh because they they didn't want to say that but the fact that you know um like people are gonna want like more females on youtube or in spaces rather than a white man so they're kind mm-hmm. of seen as like the evil devil of all of everything (laughs) which i understand and i know like where that's come from but i don't think that we should be perpetuating that and i i don't subscribe to that like i am like i'm not you know in that camp and i've had like an overwhelming supportive response from so many uh men starting the youtube channel that have been like really genuinely helpful and um yeah i i so i want to like thank all of those people and yeah it's 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 really blown me away and I kind of wish like I I wish I had a bigger female audience and I wish I'd hear from more females but I'm not sure if they're women don't um this is just a generalization maybe don't speak up as much as as men do like put themselves out there as much as men do like men often feel quite confident and comfortable sort of you know wrapping themselves or saying what they can do and sometimes women don't so if there's anyone listening who's like feels like they 
want to put themselves out there, then they can message me and I'm happy to, you know, like in within photography, because it can be hard. I used to be like that. Like I used to just, I was like, oh no, like I'm not going to put my work out there. And since I have, it's been really great for me. So oh. I like urge anybody else who's thinking about doing something to just do it like a podcast or YouTube or um, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, we. I was. I was just looking at like my. Uh, I guess like the, the analytics of my my podcast. And um, yeah, yeah. I, at one time, we only had like I don't know, uh, maybe a three or four percent like uh, uh, you know uh, a female audience or whatever. And I think we're we're up to like ten percent now. So I mean, it's not it's it's not where I would maybe like it to be. That it's just a reality. That's that's what my numbers are telling me. And yeah. Um, but even with 10%, that's still, you know, that's still a sizable chunk. I mean, I guess, but, but I have, I have very rarely like received like emails or like call-ins from, uh, from, uh, the, uh, the, the females that do listen to my show. I, I, and mm. I don't know, maybe it's something to do with what you were saying. Maybe they just, for whatever reason, just don't tend to, uh, just, uh, I'm not trying to make generalizations here. This is one of those, see, I'm getting myself mm. one of those, one of those tricky conversations. No, no. <laughs> I know, but, I know what you mean. Yeah. It, like, it's very weird. Like they yeah. don't feel like maybe they just don't interact, uh, yeah for youtube channels the the way men are inclined to do i don't know what the reason is yeah it's it's a very layered like i've had this started having this conversation with more people about analytics and sharing Mm -hmm. it and a lot of people have said oh you should do a video on it and i think i will so anybody who wants to you know share like like you've just you know said your analytics for your podcast it'd be interesting to see what other podcasts and other youtube channels show Mm -hmm. um in terms of you know male and female I think there's a lot of variables like in that. Um, but I do think like not to generalize, but like, I think a lot of women feel kind of like men are very happy to have their opinion and like society as a whole has always like supported that. And sometimes when women do it, it's viewed differently. So, um, like that sort of, you know, seen and not heard sort of mentality, Mm. um, like that, I feel like it's maybe a hangover from that, but it probably like a hundred other things that we could like sit and talk about for like so long. Do you know what I mean? Like this is <laughs> right, such a right. layered, this is why people don't want to talk about it as well because it ends up like a huge thing because once you, you know, like you have to unpack all of it and, and talk yeah. about all of it you can't talk about like one part of it in isolation so it's a it's a it's a huge rabbit hole that that we we both opened up here and uh and uh <laughs> just, <I don't> know. <laughs> it's uh it's a big it's a big rabbit hole but uh for sure exactly yeah. but i think like you're doing a great thing by like having me on and talking to me about it like i don't think you should like worry or like men should worry about what they're saying or like making a generalization if they're like taking the time to like talk, have a woman on their podcast, talk to them about it before they make assumptions. Do you know what uh-huh. I mean? Like that's uh-huh. a really great thing that, um, you know, people can like, if men want to do something like, yeah, they can, there's, you know, like invite like a woman on your podcast or, sure, you know, like yeah. you, you have a female host, like, uh-huh. you know, like, yeah, if you're part of a company, like, can you, you know, like all oh, there's heaps of things you can do without having to like grandstand, which is what Jamie and I were talking about as a, male feminist or all those other things, you know, so. I I, I actually can, can pretty much, uh, I can attest that, you know, uh, having like uh, two female co-hosts now has, is, is probably why my analytics have went up, uh, why I've have a, a little more, uh, you know, uh, women listen to the the show than they used to because, uh, you know, before it was, I mean, you know, I hate to use the crude terminology, but I mean, the, the show was before we added the two female co-hosts, it was a, it was a sausage fest, you know, like, I mean, 
I don't blame the women for not listening, you know? So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Things aren't, aren't as relatable sometimes to, mm-hmm. to women like in the photography. That's how I felt with YouTube. Like I was like, Oh, like I'm so, and like, I say this with love. Cause like my partner's like that, but I was like, I'm so over like, you know, th- this 1.4 lens and, like I don't know all this other like other you know gear and like going on about all that kind of stuff just because that's not what interests me like it's not the side mm-hmm. of photography that interests me but like I still you know um like uh, like do occasionally will watch things like that and I think that I don't, I'm not saying that that shouldn't be made I just think there should be an option kind of sure. for everybody if that and then that might include more people Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. One thing I was uh, thinking about, one of the things you said, I think on one of your episodes, like it might have been the last one. Uh, I hate to just keep acting like Maldonado is the only episode you have that's good. I mean, they're all, they're all <laughs> three of them are good. But it's the one that's freshest on my mind. I just listened to it like a night or two ago. So, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I think you'd said something like uh, with your, you know, your YouTube channel, you were sort of thinking, you know, uh, sort of you like the, the the simplicity and maybe the rawness of like of, of like punk music and then and that's why and you made the analogy i believe it was if i'm if i'm remembering this correctly that that's why you like a little you know point and shoot cameras and 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 you know uh stuff like that it was, i thought it was a really interesting analogy like the because one thing that you know I, I i i pretend to be a guitar player but i i absolutely hate like uh the guys that play like a million notes a minute no i, I it just it drives me crazy i hate guitar yeah. solos you know like it just it, it's just like it's such a I don't know, like, oh, I'm going to show how good of a guitar player is. This is my part of the song, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Here I go. I get to show off my guitar playing ability. I just, I've always hated, like, the idea <laughs> of a guitar solo, you know? A hundred percent. You're speaking my language. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. And so I just thought that was an interesting, like, uh, Colin, uh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard somebody make the analogy. And and hopefully I'm remembering this correctly, that, that you know, uh, going out and, uh, you, know, uh, a t- a, a, you know, hitting the streets with a, with a compact camera is, is is like almost the punk rock of photography in a, way, in a bit. So. Yes, yeah, you've remembered it perfectly. That's exactly what I said, and I'm so <laughs> glad that you like that that spoke to you and you liked it because I I've been making notes because I have all my notes for my YouTube ideas, which are endless, mm-hmm. and then now I have my podcast ideas, and uh, I have one at the moment and it's called point and shoot and punk like that's the title of the <laughs> podcast episode mm-hmm. and i was like reading it to my partner last night and getting all excited and i was like do you think this is a good idea like is this is this just like a fast stretch or you know is nobody is everybody going to be like oh what is she talking about um <laughs> and and he was like no no i get where you're going with this and you right know, so you saying this is like I'm like, it's a sign I have to do this. Uh, there you this go. Solo episode on that topic, but well, I'm, I'm yes. expecting, I'm expecting uh, your partner to write some, you know, some fast-paced punk music for it. You know, I feel like well, it's the, good to, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'll have to get him. I'll have to get him on that. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I totally feel like there's a, a yeah a parallel to be drawn between the two for sure. Like, if I I'm always looking for reasons why I do what I do in life in general, but also in photography and yeah, like if I think about all the things that I like, they're things that are where people didn't really know how to play their instruments or mm-hmm. I love stories of people who were like, oh, you know, um, we didn't really know how to make a movie, but we just kind of, we just tried and then this is what came out and then it ends right. up like a, a cult classic or something like that. So mm-hmm. they're all the things I'm really drawn to. So um, yeah, like it makes sense that they influenced my photography in the way that I just I was never keen on learning like 
really like shooting like a fully manual SLR, like seemed like real guitar solo to me. Like, <laughs> right, right. just because I mean, I'm like epically lazy um, <laughs> and I have like no patience, but like I was just like, you know, as soon as I got a point and shoot, I was like, oh, this is, this is so much easier. It's like the three chords, you know, like the oh, three yeah. chord punk, punk song kind of like, I can just do this and this is cool. And, and then I can get my message across like way quicker and, you know, yeah, easier or, um, yeah, or shoot on auto and it's kind of like I don't really like that that I don't really care kind of like punk aesthetic and ethos that uh, mm-hmm. that has like, you know, been with me. I mean, I don't listen to as much of that stuff as I did when I was a teenager because obviously you get older and things aren't as relevant to you in your life. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like when you're a teenager in high school, you're like, you know, um, like different. But yeah, I, I have always affiliated with all of those sort of like movements and um yeah I, I i was really excited to talk to jamie about like stuff like that like the same way i was with you about nirvana and right. the 90s and the imagery of the 90s and like, <laughs> yeah yeah video clips and like yeah i was always just like so influenced by all of that stuff and um i photography for me was so easy to start like film photography because like when i got into it you could get a camera really cheap and mm-hmm. then you know film wasn't like as expensive as it is now so the you know the entry point was really low and yeah I just I I I didn't have to like learn too much if I did Mm -hmm. it with like a a point and shoot you know whereas if I wanted to buy a guitar and then learn to play or I don't know like I tried so many things I tried to paint and that didn't work I Mm -hmm. I couldn't draw like I just couldn't do anything but I was always always around really creative people and then the camera was like oh like I can do this because like literally anybody can take a photo. Right. You know, right. Like, right. So I was like, yeah, I can do this. And there is, it is kind of a, like a, uh, what's the word, like a democratizing type thing to photography in yeah, a way. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great word for it. For sure, sort of, yeah. sort of, sort of like the way, like, like, you know, punk music and uh, like uh, when the grunge scene happened is what, what made me pick up guitar because at that, that, at that point I was like, okay, I don't, I don't have to know, I don't have to play these blazing solos anymore. That's not, that's not what people do anymore. And and that's what gave me the confidence to like, try to, you know, relearn or try to, for the second time, try to learn to play guitar. And, uh, the bad thing is, is 30 years later, I'm still, uh, still no better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, now I just hide my simplicity behind like a lot of reverb and delay pedals. So, <laughs> uh, well, that's like, yeah, you're that, I mean, that's great. That's what I love, but you're the same as me. Cause I'm still like, you know, I don't know, 15 years later or whatever it is, I'm still shooting the same way I was. And, and I'm just like, Oh, I just love point and shoots like, which I do, but it's, right. you know, I, I still like, don't, I still, I, I feel like I still don't know lots of things that I probably should know be like having been a photographer for like this long or, you know, yeah, like I'm still shooting in that way, but I mean, that's, that's what I like and who doesn't lo- love like r- reverb and delay and yeah. like all that stuff too, you know, like that's, that's, right, like right. Our, that's our thing. So <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the guitar, when I first picked it up in the nineties was my point and shoot. And now my reverb and delay pedals are like my SLR. They, uh, you know, they, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I just, I yeah. just increased my gear. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. uh, one thing that that uh, I kind of wanted to get to with you on on this is because it's been something I've been thinking about a lot. I've been kind of uh, uh, thinking about like the idea of, of content creation and and how much it like.
like uh, uh, can help or like take away from my time to actually just be uh, to actually just create art or whether it be music or photography or whatever. I, I keep thinking like, well, do I want to do another podcast on music? Do I want to do a YouTube channel on music or photography or whatever? And I keep thinking, well, is it going to affect, um, you know, the actual time at, at, that I have to actually create work or whatever? And uh, one thing I've been struggling with, and I was going to ask you this because I feel like maybe maybe it's an answer for me, but uh, is end game. I, like with music, I feel like I've always had an end game. I'm either in a band and we write songs and we try to play gigs or whatever, or currently I just write music and put it on my band camp and people can use it for their productions or whatever. So I feel like there's an end game to that. And with photography. I've always had an end game because in the past I've always done like two to three art shows a, a year or whatever to like try to sell uh, my photography to the public or whatever. And so it's always given me an end game. Well, then COVID happened. We didn't have any art shows. And then last year happened and I, I just wasn't feeling it and didn't have much new work. So I, I didn't do the art shows that year. So I'm out, it's like three years out of, out of doing it after like doing this for like 15 years. And I started thinking, well, what am I, if I, if I don't want to do art shows anymore, which I'm kind of thinking that way, what's going to be the end game of my photography? And I thought, well, somebody like Lucy, like she has, like you have your YouTube channel. So you always have an end game for the photographs you take. You have a video you can make about it, you know? So there's, there is an end game for you. I mean, do you feel that like your photography has a purpose because you know, it's, you're going to be able to make a YouTube video out of it or like, I mean, I mean, is, is yeah. that something you think that's, that you think that's my solution? <laughs> I'm looking for. Uh, I, I didn't know. I didn't know if you knew I was going to be laying on like a a psychiatrist uh, lounge chair in this uh, in this. Uh, no, I love. I love that. <laughs> I love that. No, I love this question, and it's really interesting. Um, it's a really interesting question, and yes, you've like hit the nail on the head perfectly because before I had the YouTube channel, I would take photos and I really liked doing it, but then mm -hmm. I'd get them back and like I'd really like them, but I'd be like, well. What do, what do I do, do with yeah, what do you, I do with them now? Put, and that was <laughs> always my issue with photography. Like I was right. like, and it was really like demotivating to me because I was like, well, okay, I'll put them on Instagram. And the I, inst I the the Instagram graveyard where our photos go to die. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what what good is that going to do? Like you know, I, like I mean, I I encourage people to do that because I think there can be value sometimes in it. But I was on and off Instagram a lot, and I would like delete my account and then I'd start a new one, and that's really you know like a grueling process trying to, you know, like build mm. that up. And yeah, I was always really demotivated by it. I was like, nobody. I was very, I feel like it made me very negative as well. Cause I was like, well, nobody's going to buy a print because like people don't buy prints anymore. Maybe I could make a zine, but like, who's going to buy my zine? Cause like, I don't have an, any sort of like presence like online, which mm -hmm. I don't think is the be all and end all of everything, but obviously it's going to help. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, like I was very, um, yeah. Like when I met my partner, like I was like, yeah, like I really like photography and, he was like, oh, cool. And then I just, I had like, I would get all my photos printed, like when I got them developed and I had them like all on my wall. And I just felt really like kind of sad about it. Cause I was like, well, I do all of this, but like nobody really sees it. Yeah. And then there's that whole argument with art, you know, like, does it matter if people see it? Like, right. Like, you if, know, if, is if, it uh, art <laughs> if someone's seen it? And then there's people that are like, no, this is for me. And I shouldn't right. have to, you know, so it's, and that's it's something like I've always a, been It's doing. like if a tree falls in a forest and no yeah. one's there, does it make a sound? Or... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's how I felt. And yeah, really, it made me, honestly, like now I'm looking back, it made me really, really sad, like super sad. And um, I had tried a little bit in the past to 
submit things and they hadn't done anything and I'd get like further like you know upset about that and then be like oh no one's ever gonna like you know notice my work or whatever but doing the YouTube channel which I was like quite resistant to because I was like oh great another thing that I'll do that no one will pay attention to (laughs) and then (laughs) which you know like has like proven me wrong once I did that like and it started to gain even a little bit of traction like it just felt so good like it was a really positive thing and you're exactly right when you say that even when I don't feel like shooting or feel like creating I I kind of feel like I have a responsibility to like my audience Mm -hmm. like because I'm like oh like you know I put out a video a week and I know that there's like a handful of people that always comment on that video so as I'm sure it's the same with you with your podcast like there would be people who would look forward to your podcast and if it went away they would be like really really upset because like they want that so those I I don't know we might we might we might we might burn people out by this point <laughs> no, I, I do get some. I do get some. I, no, do get, some very, I, think, very, I get some very nice, encouraging messages. Yeah, from, like, like, definitely. People don't, people, don't, people don't realize like how much like uh, like if you go. Uh, I mean, I, I, with you at YouTube, I think it's more of a situation where people comment more. But like with a podcast, and, and you'll probably find this as you get more episodes in that that you know sometimes people you know, you'll go weeks and no one really kind of emails or or like contacts you. But when somebody does and they like, hey man, just found your podcast. I've just been binge listening to it, and it's just it it really oh, does yeah. kind of give you that like uh that, yeah. that like, kind of gets you out of the doldrums a little bit and like man this is okay i need to like be more inspired and more energetic towards this thing because uh uh you know sometimes you can get you know you can get it you you as a content creator you can, you can get burnt out you know and uh Definitely. so a little little motivating thing can go a long way and i've had great uh people have done some said some great things and sent me great gifts uh, just out of nowhere yeah people uh, send you some awesome stuff yeah oh, i was listening to the last few episodes and i was like wow like that's so <laughs> nice of people like it's yeah ridiculous. it's really I actually I yeah feel mostly guilty about it because like you know no, i mean no don't feel guilty well, i mean the thing is like you know i i, I think uh we to to say that we don't get enjoyment out of producing these things is uh is 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 would be incorrect and it's like a lot of people say Oh, you know, if you want to be like the the coolest underground indie rock band in the world, then just record in your closet and don't ever let anybody hear it, you know. And uh, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. But but there is a thing like that, and that's a weird thing that I've seen a lot in like a lot of indie rock back in the '90s and like when a band would get popular, like so many of the original fans would just get so disgusted with them and stuff. But like, but the uh, and, and I always never really understood that because I always felt like, hey man, my music's winning, man. Like these some of my favorite bands are getting big. That's that's great, you know. My mm. I, my generation's music is winning, you know, and that was a big yeah. deal, you know. And so I, yeah. I, I, I great success, you know. But um, because the simple fact is, if if you haven't like been somebody that's tried to create art, or whether it be music or photography or whatever you do, uh, the fact is, you you want people to see it. That I mean, like it, it, to to like just to do it and and it just languish somewhere and no one sees it. That. It almost see what's the point of creating if you're not there to try to inspire somebody with what you're creating, you know? Like it's the whole point, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. I really, I really agree. And I think that like what you do with your music, uh, like you know, we were talking like off air a little bit about like you make something and then it kind of goes into the abyss, or I don't know, you make it and then you're like, Oh, I hate that now. But I think it's really good that you, you know, you put your like music on Bandcamp and then you it's there for people to use like for whatever like content you know, like they, they, they need it for. And I think it's like you say, it's good to have a purpose and a, a why and mm-hmm. like 
yeah, like an end goal of like, yeah, like, like it's important as much as we say it's important to create for yourself, which it is definitely. And you don't want to be compromising yourself. But at the same time, like I feel like I create more for other people, like, like more so because it's them that then it comes back full circle and makes me want to create more like for myself, sure. if that makes sense. Without sounding like really super cheesy, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like I, mean, I, I mean, you're not, it's not like, uh, you're not by saying that you're not, you're not trying, you're not, you're not being a sellout. You know, that was, that was a big word everybody would say, but uh, they, they sold out, you know, they're, you're, they're yes. yeah, it's, it's not it, like, you know, you, I mean, you're still creating what you want to create, but to, to, to think that, you know, you don't care what the audience thinks or you're not trying to, you know, at least be something that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. inspire somebody is, uh, I mean, honestly, it's just, it's ludicrous to, to yeah, think that that's, definitely. You know, yeah. I think people have like, just to pick up on what you said about like music in those like days, like, you know, like, like nineties grunge and stuff would have been like a big one for sure. And mm-hmm. there's so many little bands around that time that didn't really go anywhere. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's true of every genre and every time. Um, and like yeah and then it's kind of like they're more like like oh like you know because they didn't they didn't like yeah they didn't sell out and they didn't make it so like somehow they're cooler than you know like (laughs) nirvana or like a big band but right i mean there's so many factors into that it's like uh, like you know some of it is like talent like some of it is luck and like timing Mm -hmm. and how you like present yourself and all of that but um I, i i agree with you i think we should celebrate people who 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 are like you know i don't i don't i don't think i would never say like yeah someone's selling out as long as they're not compromising themselves and i really like to see people like succeed and and to get like seen or 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 like get traction on like what they're doing like i think Mm -hmm. that's really really awesome and i think we could all use like a a dose of positivity sometimes in that um regard because in niche communities and interests it's very like you say like um like i used to be very involved in the the music world in uh in in australia and melbourne and it's very small bands that aren't gonna like ever sort of take off but sometimes i used to think like maybe you're making it that way like if you had Mm. a different outlook then mm-hmm. maybe you would get further, but it was like they kind of wanted to stay like that, which is also fine. But sure, um, yeah, yeah. You know, like I mean, if that's if that's genuinely what you want. But I think a lot of it comes from without being like sounding like a psychologist again. But like a lot of it comes <laughs> from your like fear of like failing. You know, because because like the the bigger something gets, the more weight there is. And I think that that's why so many tragic things happen to people like Kurt Cobain or Ian Curtis yeah. because it got bigger than themselves than they, and yeah, what they thought bigger than they were prepared for really. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, absolutely. Never, or even someone yeah. like someone like Amy Winehouse, like mm-hmm. if you like have seen that documentary, like, yeah, like people then just get like destroyed because you know, they, they didn't expect that to happen. So there's pros and cons to both. And um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, that I was thinking uh, I have had in several situations uh, uh, through the through the, doing this podcast is uh, is I've had I've had a couple of companies reach out to me and want to do like uh, some sort of sponsorship or whatever. And I have uh, kind of adamantly just decided I'm, I'm not doing that. Like, uh, uh, and, and, you know, and most of it's been like, you know, I, I, so I wonder, like, 
because we know your podcast is going to take off and you know it's going to be like the hottest trend in uh, podcasting. So take over the world by storm. So like, like when, when that happens, if, if if a company reached out or even for your YouTube channel and reached out and it's like, yeah, we'd like to sponsor a sponsor. You, you do some sponsored stuff for us or whatever. Because I know a lot of like music gear channels. They I mean they get free gear all the time. I was like, man, I'd like to get some free gear. That'd be all right. So maybe I still want to. But like, but like, but in a sense, that is you know that that would be. Uh, the, the the punk rock and me would be like, oh, am I selling out here? Like, would you? What would you think if somebody reached out to you, like on on uh, YouTube or or for, the, for your podcast and wanted to sponsor it? Would it have to be a product that you absolutely believed in and you would feel okay about it, or would you just be uh, just patently against it? Well, it's so interesting that you bring that up, Mike. I feel like you're <laughs> like you've been watching me for the last like two days because you're so on point with everything you've been saying. I actually got an email yesterday um mm. from a company who i won't i won't say who it is uh, and yeah they were like we want to sponsor your youtube videos um like email us blah 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 so kind of like a back and forth thing um and i don't want to jinx it in case it doesn't happen but <laughs> um I, but i really like this company so okay. i'm like i'm i'm really keen to do it because and i love that you've asked this question because i feel like people don't talk about this it's like mm. And it feels like this like kind of dirty thing to like, you know, like be sponsored or have any kind of like affiliate thing going on where you then earn money from your creative pursuit. Like yeah. as a true artist, it should just be, you know, like similar to what we were talking about with bands, like, you know, selling out or whatever. Um, I, I have no problem with it as long as it's something that you believe in. I think it's really shit if you you know, are just like, oh yeah, cool. I'll take the money even though I don't believe in that product or right. I don't use it or I don't know, you know, like, like all of those types of things. But I think that, um, like we're moving, I tried to explain this to my dad the other day cause he mm-hmm. has started to ask questions about the YouTube channel and I don't know if he fully understands it. And, um, I, I, I like, I explained it to him and I said like, you know, people are kind of moving away from like a nine to five job and Uh like there's all these new opportunities for like younger people, like people a lot younger than me where they can make their own living and like do what they, what they love a lot easier than say, even when I was young or like you were young where like you have to have like a, a, you know, like an actual shop front and overheads and all this other stuff. So I think it's really exciting. It's a really like exciting time to like have a podcast or have a YouTube channel, be like a content creator, whether you like being called that or not. Um, And like, I think it's really exciting. And I think that people kind of have this um, like stigma attached to, oh, like you've got a sponsored video or or you're like an influencer. And they think of like some, you know, Kardashian or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like that's what conjures, like that's, that's what comes in your mind. It comes in my mind too. Like I think that, but like, that's really not, that's really false. Cause Uh like you say with the music guys, like my partner watches heaps of YouTube videos and then like that JSH pedals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Great. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. yeah, He loves that. Mm. Yeah. And then like, you know, like all, like all different types of channels and they're like sponsored by like companies that are like, you know, like the audience is going to like that. And like, that's been going on for a long time in different forms, you know, like marketing, advertising, like people 
endorsing things like it's not a new thing so I have no problem with it and I think it's if you can make a little bit of like money off of your creative thing and still like maintain your like integrity Uh that's amazing like I think that's really amazing because I have always worked like I come from a working class family I've always just worked in waitressing and recently like in a school uh, you know like nothing flashy and I never thought that I would be able to make like a cent off of anything that I did because I was Mm -hmm. like well no one will care you know or it's too too niche or whatever so I think it's awesome that like you know uh, like uh was it like New York Times um listed like I Dream of Cameras as one of their like top um podcasts i think really? i saw like wow. an article okay wow i'm pretty sure i don't know if i'm overstating that but there was an article definitely uh, about like them and it's like you know i wouldn't have expected to see that in sure. such yeah. popular culture so like film photography is you know like yeah um i'm working on a video at the moment and it's like i read an article in like cosmopolitan magazine about film photography and i was like wow that's like i wouldn't have expected that to happen like oh that's amazing yeah you know so i mean there's there's pros and cons to that as well but i sure. think that I think that, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. What, what, what do you think? Like you said, you've not I, got I, these sponsorships I, or, or emails yeah, that you've had. Yeah. It's uh most of it's been something that, you know, um, they, uh, I haven't like not necessarily, you know, not, you know, didn't have an issue with the company or the, or, or, or the people that were trying to promote something. But it wasn't. I felt like I was just going to be a commercial form because I didn't wasn't something that I used or or could mm, see me yeah. using. You know, so it was like, okay, this, this is probably not something I should really embrace. And plus, I, I've just kind of always had this thing where, you know, it's hard for me to try to monetize a podcast when I've just had such great listeners and. I mean, people have given me uh, more more <laughs> cameras of more value than I would make. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 or whatever. But, uh, but one thing I, I was watching a, um, a, uh, like a content creator series is actually a musician. And he was talking about like, if you're doing content, um, uh, one of the things that he was trying to preach, he was like, uh, well, I, I actually talked about this on, uh, on my Facebook group a little bit, but, uh, that, you know, no one really cares about your art. So you have to make people care about it. And <laughs> so <laughs> and, but, and it was kind of a very negative sort of, uh, you know, uh, a video, but he was, he was being honest and like, you know, it is kind of the situation where no one's really going to care unless somebody tells tells them to care in a, in a way, you know, but, uh, but the, 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 the positive side of this video series that he came out with about being a content creator is that word again, but like, uh, is one of the things was to just be yourself and be authentic. And I think if you approach uh, any sort of uh, sponsorship, you know, uh, uh, if you're just, if you're still being yourself and being authentic to, uh, to, you know, who you are and who your audience, uh, expects to get out of you, then I, I think there's probably nothing wrong with it. Um, and like, I mean, if Miller Lite beer wants to sponsor me, I mean, I, I drink <laughs> every show i mean i feel like uh I feel like i feel like that would be on 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 uh on point you know so uh, you would you would love that mike imagine if you could have like them and then like like uh what is it boat uh bo- like boss guitar pedals i'm trying to look <laughs> right, down at the, right, um, right. at the pedals on the floor right. yeah if you could have like uh some kind of situation where it was like beer and music sponsorship you you'd be like yes yeah i'd probably i'd probably have to, to sell out probably have to sell out uh, that's funny but no i agree with what you're saying i think being authentic and being honest and being really transparent as well uh sure. like yeah. yeah like i 
I'm gonna, I mean, if they, if, if it works out, like I'm super excited and I'm actually really proud of myself because I just didn't think that this was going to happen with the YouTube channel. And like uh -huh. now people are like, oh, like, you know, we're a company that is related to what you're talking about. Do you want to pair up? And then, you know, it's like, and, and we'll sponsor the, you know, like your videos. Like, I think that that's uh, an achievement, especially considering I, you know, like I'm a mom and I try and talk about that a lot as well. And I'm a stay at home mom and, you know, I could go back to work. But uh -huh. like I'm finding this really, really rewarding. And I think a lot of other people are really enjoying it. And a way that I can keep doing that and have the time to be able to do it is by taking like a sponsorship opportunity, you know, sure. or, yeah. or other things that arise that I will only take if if it's relatable to the content and like, you know, uh -huh. it's not going to compromise like the sort of content that I want to put out, which I am always putting out what I want to and I can still do that with this sponsorship so for awesome. me it's like a way of facilitating me to do that I feel like maybe 10 years ago if you asked me I would have said no because I would have been like I was kind of in that group of oh you know like you shouldn't do that like everyone should stay small and right. kind of you Sell know it but, Sell yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then it, like things change as you get yeah. older and I'm like realizing that and your priorities change and your life experience like yeah informs like what you what you do and and don't do and yeah I'm at a different spot now and like like I said like it's so rewarding doing this and I really enjoy it and I think other people enjoy it so I'm sure they want me to keep doing it or I hope I hope that they do so nice um, yeah well I mean it, 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 I think uh, really the thing is like art and commerce don't and don't have to be opposed with each other you know like it, it just you know there there's a way that those two can live uh, hand in hand they don't have to be always diametrically opposed the idea of art and commerce you know like uh, definitely uh, so, yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah I'm not going to be selling like nfts or anything <laughs> like I'm not going full you know like there's obviously things I don't like don't I'm not like a huge fan of, but, uh, but yeah, I think you can still, especially nowadays, it's everything's set up for you to do. So, and I think that's awesome because more people can have their say or get their music heard or the video scene or their art scene because of the internet. So like, it's an exciting time for artists in a lot of ways. I think. Sure. Sure. Oh, I, I totally agree. Like just the fact that, you know, the music that I've been making recently has been here in this garage. It's not a fancy studio. I have minimal equipment and I'm getting sounds that I like that, you know, in the nineties, I couldn't, there's, I could, there's no way I could do this. Like not even close. Like, you know, uh, uh, really? it, it's, it's amazing what you can do, uh, with, you know, that just even in the technology we have now, like, uh, and like my, like my son, he does like electronic music and he recently did like some sort of a uh, collaboration with somebody in Europe. They did like a single together. Like you couldn't do that in the 90s like i'm gonna send like what a cassette tape all the way to europe and wait for yeah. you to like, you know like totally just, uh, yeah, yeah exactly so. and i think like that like i love that but i also love what jamie was saying about having to go really like hard to find something oh yeah back yeah. back when there was no internet and you had Certainly. to discover something i love boy, that as well yeah and you, you really know? appreciate you really appreciate yeah. it like you, found, like, like a, like you found like a treasure chest or something yes. yeah he yeah. said like he felt like it was a treasure hunt so i love yeah. both those things but i love mm -hmm. that i can like put a record on and shoot film but also have a youtube channel and talk to you in another part of the world on a podcast right. and like right. all those things can come together and like create like my life like i think that's really awesome. 
Yeah, very, very well said. Uh, one, one thing that, that I, I did want to get out because and I mentioned to you, uh, I think it was after your, I think it was your first episode. I actually reached out to you on it. Uh, who's, who's, I'm sorry, I, I can't remember who was the guest on the first episode. Um, it's, I'm drawing a blank. Um, no, that's okay. Uh, Molly, uh, Molly from um, the channel Eclectochrome. Okay, yeah, YouTube. yeah. Uh, well, you all went down a kind of a rabbit hole discussion, uh, and like we've been down a lot of rabbit holes here tonight. I, I think we, I think we, I think we decided we 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 were going to shoot for about thirty minutes. We're like fifty now. It's fine. It's all good. So, but uh, I know. Uh, no, I love it. I love it. Uh, but uh, you uh, had a conversation about. Um, you know, being a, uh, uh, I guess, I guess what's the right try like a stay at home mom. Right. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and, uh, my, my wife has, has done that the entire, uh, uh, since, uh, we had our first child and we had, uh, two boys and they've turned out to be just amazing, uh, young men. And I give her all the credit for it because, uh, she stayed at home and raised those two, uh, two, two dudes to be really, really just uh, great young men. So I give her all the credit, but she, you know, obviously made huge sacrifices, uh, uh, not only in just uh, like a, any sort of career choice that she may have wanted to do in life or uh, or just even even her like artistic or creative outlets. Like we used to like my first band uh, she sang in. We used to play music together. And, and oh, wow, she, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, um, and uh, so and I've always I've been trying to like, you know, now that the kids are older, I think that, you know, her and I have been talking about, you know, doing something with music again and just some sort of recording project or whatever, which I'm really excited about. But, but, you know, she had to kind of step aside from a lot of like, you know, a lot of creative uh, passions and stuff like that. And uh, because uh, raising these kids, I mean, like probably the most important job on on the planet. But uh, I I know that you're kind of in this situation now. So, like, I just kind of wanted to like, first of all, thank you for bringing that up, because it's not a subject that a lot of people talk about. And I think people don't give I think there's this weird thing where people almost sometimes look down on stay at home moms. And I don't get it. It's like the greatest job on the on the most important job on the planet, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, but the uh, but, you know, you, you at least you've, I guess, still find time for your creative outlets, which is great. And I hope that, you know, that you can continue to do that. But how do you feel in, in that situation? Like, do you do you feel like, you know, um uh, being a stay-at-home mom is uh, is like uh, hindering your creativity any, or uh, do you think it uh, it's a good thing? Or where where are you at with that? Because I, I know my wife, <laughs> my, my wife struggled with it a lot, and we used to have a lot of these conversations. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for saying that, and thank you for bringing it up too, because I agree with you. I don't think people talk about it enough, and it's a really isolating time for. Uh-huh. Uh, a, a woman and is I have spoken to some men as well who've been stay-at-home dads sure. and they've yeah. felt the same sort of thing so uh-huh. it's not like exclusive to women um but yeah I I um yeah let's I really appreciate you bringing that up and what you said about your wife is really lovely um yeah I it I mean it's kind of what I would call like bittersweet like uh-huh. in a way I like sometimes I get really frustrated because I'm like, oh, like I need to get this done or I want to like flesh out this idea or I just need half an hour to like finish off this video or whatever it is. And right. it, you know, time doesn't permit or like, you know, Luca needs something, which is totally fair enough. So I do get frustrated sometimes because I think I have moments where I think, oh, imagine what we could be doing or creating. Yeah. Right, if, right. If you know, and I don't even want to say it because you always then you feel guilty and it's like this yeah. cycle as a parent, like and especially right. as a woman, because you're just I feel like you are kind of constantly feeling guilty. But 
uh, but um, on the other hand, it's kind of like if if I didn't have him, I wouldn't have done this because I did it. Well, my partner said that we should that I should do it because I think he could see that I was really kind of drowning in all mm-hmm. the, you know, like I had a really disappointing birth and you know, like I, you know, I was like recovering and I was, yeah, like pretty depressed really. And then Uh the, the thought of like getting back into photography and then doing something with it really like boosted me up. And then obviously since then, it's just been like such a high and it's really saved me. So in a way it's like, I wouldn't have done that if I, if I hadn't have had him because I wouldn't have hit that low, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because before, like I had plenty of time to you know, like now I'm like, oh my God, what was I doing? Like I wasn't doing anything. I just used to sit around and think about all the things I wanted to do and not do them. And I had Uh all the time to do it, but I didn't do it. And now I have no time to do it. And I'm like somehow managing to do it. It it is weird. I've noticed that, like, you know, I've, I've, I've worked my entire life and, and, uh, uh, and, you know, time, uh, creative time is so precious to me. I do wonder if I had all the time in the world like I did when I was so uncreative in my 20s and I had all the time in the world, man. Like I, I just I, I wasted so much time in my 20s, you know, and like when I had all the time now, the time is the most precious commodity uh, in my life. It's like, yeah. you know, I, I'm actually more, um, uh, I, I guess um uh, I'm 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 more efficient with my creative time because I have to be, you know. Yeah. Uh, whereas in the 20s, I was. Oh man, I, I was, I was, uh, it, you know, people say, if you go back to one age, what would you go back to? I would not pick my twenties. I was a real dumbass back then, man. Like I, I just, you know, like, <laughs> I'd have probably yeah. pick thirties, mid thirties or early thirties. I think I still yeah. probably get myself together a little bit, but like, yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely. I think that's when things start to become clearer. Like I'll be 30 in October and uh, my partner says to me that I'm pretty good for my age in terms of <laughs> what, you know, like what I'm achieving or, or how right. I think about things. But definitely, like, I agree with you. And it's kind of funny the way life works like that. But there must be a reason for it because I feel like everybody kind of says that same thing. So, right. you know, uh, but I, I do think young people now are a lot more driven to, like, achieve their goals. Like I like, think so. You know, like, I think so. Or, like, 18 or 19 and then they're just, like, killing it in so many areas because they're so, they're, they're, they're so driven. But I think it's because they have all these tools around them to, like, do that uh, i think that can be good and bad as well though because you do kind of need to have that sit around like being bummed out i don't know listening to music kind of time like if i hadn't had that time i wouldn't have formulated all these thoughts and be interested in the things that i'm interested in so yeah I that's a good get, point that's a good you know I like that, I, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe you've talked me into saving my twenties because maybe I didn't yeah. realize all, all the music I was listening to then. Uh, it's what it's what made me the the man that I am today. So uh, maybe <laughs> exactly yes, made you the great man you are today, Mike. Yes. Oh, oh, oh shucks, stop, stop. That. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, definitely. I think uh, like so. Yeah, it doesn't hinder me, but it's very hard. Like it's yeah. really really hard. Like I don't want to. I was talking to somebody on a video call this morning, actually, uh, Caleb from bad flashes um the channel um on youtube and we had a great chat and then uh i was like holding luca and i said you know like this is really brutal sometimes like it's really hard so um but it's also great as well but it's very 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 taxing sometimes so yeah but it it, it, uh 
we've probably not painted the best picture of parenting. But, uh, <laughs> well, everyone I speak to looks at me like, oh, God. <laughs> um, but yeah, Listen, I love all the it does get It does get easier, Lucy. I'll tell you that. It gets easier. Like, as they get older, it gets easier. Like, uh, just, okay. just yeah. there's a, there is, there is a, there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You just, yeah. You just got to go, like, move through the, stages and all of that and yeah I can see I can see that but yeah I, there's a lot of film shooters that have kids that I talk to regularly on Instagram actually like a lot of men and they're really mm-hmm. like really good to talk to it's really nice to be able to like talk about film photography and then also talk about like the you know thing that your child is doing at the moment that's driving you insane or how you haven't had any sleep or you know it's really nice to have those two things come together so um yeah yeah it's uh it's just been so good all around. Like, I feel like I have such a nice community of people and, um, yeah, it's just totally changed my, uh, Instagram experience and like just, yeah, the people that I've met like you and like Matt Murray and yeah, just everybody. It's just been, yeah, it's been great. So I think you it should is. start a YouTube channel, Mike. Or- uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. I think you, uh, you took me to task on like, uh, maybe a Matt loves ca- uh, cameras, uh, episode. Uh, uh, I think you, uh, you, you, you put some fire under me about starting a music podcast or something. So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Every, time, every, time, every time I talk to you, Lucy, you're just, yeah. you're just, uh, <laughs> making me uh, feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm being that twenties slacker that I used to be. Yeah. You know? but, Mike, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you do a great thing with the podcast, like, and you put out like you know episodes like really regularly, and yeah, like you're you guys are like one of the best, so you're definitely oh, well, doing you. enough to 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 serve the community for sure. And then the music that you do as well, like, yeah, that's so much. You're doing so much. I appreciate that. I, uh, this is we're not here to we're not here to grandize Gutterman. We're here to grandize uh, Lucy <laughs> Lumen. <so. laughs> but uh, the uh, um, I guess uh, it's been an hour, so uh, uh, this will probably just have to be a self-contained episode. Yeah, I, I, it's just going to have to be what it is because uh, this has been a, a good conversation, Lucy. Uh, I always enjoy talking to you, and uh, you know we have a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes talk about music uh, and stuff. I, I will. I, I, there is one thing that uh, Matt Murray has done quite a bit. On his podcast and you've done uh on yours and i, I really like it and I, I i've been wanting to like steal the idea but i, I don't think i will because you know i don't want to be uh wanna, i don't want to be like uh uh um, the candle box to nirvana or whatever i don't know like uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to be a copycat or whatever but like <laughs> That's a, yeah, that's, yeah, a, yeah, that's, a, yep. that's a really bad '90s reference, but uh, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, like, uh, I, I only have one one quick fire question for you. Okay. Okay. And, all right, uh, I'm ready. All right. I, if one another one pops up while you're answering, I, I may, I may, I'll try to think. I, I actually wanted to make like five of them, and I just kind of forgot. You to do should it. have done it. You should do it. You should do it. Because <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. I, I like the fact yeah, that it's, fun. it's yeah. supposed to be quick fire uh, uh, questions, but it, each each answer ends up being like five minutes long. But, I know. Yeah. I know. It's, I'm terrible with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. Great. That's where that's where the the meat of it comes from. But uh, okay. Um, if you had to keep only your vinyl records or your cameras? <laughs> oh my God. Well, do you know what? I feel like you are like in our house because we <laughs> talked about, like, honestly, we talked about this like a couple of nights ago because Luca can now reach the vinyl records. Right. And he's touching them and he like looks back at me and I like really, really yell at him. It's like the only <laughs> time I really yell at him because I'm like, don't you do that. 
and he was pulling things out. And I said to, to, to my partner, like, this is all I have left. Is this cabinet here? <laughs> and, and, um, he was like, what do you mean? You've got like all these, like we, we have all these cameras. And I oh. was like, no, like I would. And I said that about like, what would you keep? So it's so weird that you say that. Um, and well, you're like in my head. It's almost, it almost sounds like I'm stalking you. I'm not stalking you. Actually. Like, <laughs> and I would 100% choose my vinyl records. 100 nice. hands down. Because like I, that's just way more important to me. Like those and all my books, like they yeah. they like embody me like as a teenager. And that's like so, so important to me. And I couldn't get like... I mean, it would be hard maybe to get some of the cameras we have back, but I could just, I would happily sell all my cameras and just buy like one camera, like buy back like my Pentax SBO point and shoot. Like I, I get, like, I'm always happy with the role I get from that. Like right. easy, easy. Whereas like, you know, what am I going to sell my like original, like Brian, you know, here come the warm jets record. Like, no, <laughs> like, you know, like there's just so much more gold in there than, and, and it's so important to me, even though I literally, I haven't listened to them for like, you know, the last six months because I'm just too busy. But like looking at that shelf is like it's like my I said to I said to my partner, it's my legacy. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I would yeah. choose I would choose my vinyl records. What would you choose? Oh, that's tough. Uh I'm kind of with you. I, I think I would go vinyl records. I mean music's my first love. So like uh, yeah. uh but uh I, yeah I would probably have to have to say that but man that's a tough one. Like I, I, I kind of wish yeah. I had magic. I, I knew you were going to turn it back on me. I, I should have asked that. <laughs> so, uh, Sorry, that's okay. I, I, I did think of one more while you were while you were talking. Uh, okay, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw Australia out there. So so that you won't have to feel unpatriotic. So okay, I'm gonna throw this one at English bands or American bands. Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> that's so so hard. Oh my god. <laughs> So like, like the younger me would have said English for sure. Cause like mm -hmm. my, I said this on the last episode I was on, my parents are British. So we grew up with like pretty much all, all English music, which is all mm -hmm. really great. Mm -hmm. um, but then as I got older, I discovered, you know, like a lot more American stuff. And I found that that really, like, I really vibed with that kind of more. Mm -hmm. Like there was kind of more like choice. And then when I went to America, I was like, oh my God, like I could just like, when I went to LA, I was like, I could live here. Like I just <laughs> like, you know, like I just really loved it. And, right. um, uh, yeah. So, oh, that's so hard. Cause I'm thinking of bands and I'm like, <laughs> I know. Each other, and it's like so hard to choose, but I think I would go, I think I'd go American, American bands. Okay. Yeah, uh, I would. What's what, 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 what what would be the band that like makes that, that pushes you over the edge toward towards the uh, uh, the red white and blue? <laughs> um, it it that's that's also really hard to choose because there's so many. Like I think about genres and right, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like well, which genre or like you know which era? But um, like I will say that I was um, like I was really into punk when I was. Uh, a teenager and like I said my parents leaned way to more towards all the English stuff uh -huh. but when I found uh the Ramones which uh, like I knew existed but I only knew like two songs and my parents right. hated it like they thought it was just like I don't know like yeah just very American and not like you know not as good as 
all the other like English bands and not as intelligent and right. like, had something to say and you know all that. So uh, when I found them, I was like, oh wow, like this is really cool. Like I love this. So probably probably the Ramones, I think, because. I like a lot of other bands that are newer that are very influenced by like the simplicity mm-hmm. of the Ramones. And I love mm-hmm. how like they just sound the same kind of all the time, but it's still so like listenable. And yeah, like I love that they were just like, yeah, this is just what we do. And like, right. this is how we look. And it's all very streamlined and kind of, yeah, I just, I really, I was like really fascinated by them as a I, teenager. As I a, saw- uh, yeah. Yeah. I saw I saw the Ramones live one time and uh, uh, and it was uh, towards the end of their career. But it was uh, so fascinating, man. It was like uh, they they probably played 20 songs in 35 minutes. And it was like it was like I was just like a buzzsaw of a concert. It was like literally one song would end and then Joey Ramone would be like yeah. one, two, three, yeah. four and right into the next one. Yeah. And then one or right into the next one. It was just like constant. And uh, yeah. I was so, I was so glad I got to see them live once. So, uh, that's, but yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. I never, yeah, I never, I never saw them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I never saw, I, yeah, that's, that's very, very cool. I'm very jealous. But yeah, that'd be my, <laughs> that'd be my pick, I, I guess. And like right. all the 80s hardcore stuff as well, like Black Flag and yeah. Minor Threat. Yeah. Like that was oh, a big yeah. thing time for me as well and that was very american as well like i had like the book american hardcore and like i used to watch the documentary all the time and Mm. yeah like that was also i think because it felt i felt close to english stuff because my parents were english so it wasn't fascinating it was like Uh, uh you know, this was this was your this was your your little like a mini rebellion in a way. Yeah, right? so the American <laughs> stuff was like, ooh, like what's this? You know, right, and like, right. so, yeah, I think that's probably like that's the psychology behind it. That's like the theme for the episode. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, what about you? What would you choose? Uh, see, I was, hoping, American, I, was, so. I, was, I was hoping you. Were, I hope I was hoping that Ramon's talk would distract you from turning it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, um, I am. Like the way I play guitar now is more influenced by English bands because I was uh, I'm a huge shoegaze fan. Like my bloody Valentine. Yeah, yeah me too. Oh, now I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> I know, and like that whole movement just did so much for the way I play guitar and just the music that I listen to even now. Uh, and like Jesus and Mary Chain was one of my first favorite oh, bands. Like, uh, yeah. And yep. uh, uh, gosh, uh, there's so many. What's a uh, 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 slow dive? Love slow dive. Uh, and, love and, slow uh, dive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, absolutely. All that stuff yeah. is just uh, that. I think is more where I lean now. But as far as like how I'm influenced to like make music or whatever. But I have to say, I, and, and it sounds like so patriotic of me, but I, I'm probably gonna go the good old USA because. It's what caused me to play guitar again. I mean, when I found uh, Fugazi and Pixies mm. and, uh, yeah, uh, yep. and all that, and then Nirvana broke, and then uh, Sonic Youth, all that stuff um, is what yeah. got me playing guitar again. So I have to give it to the American side just because it's what got me to start making music again. But the music I make now is probably more uh, on the uh, on the English side, I think. So, but uh, it's it's a toss up. But I have yeah. to go with uh, the, the thing that got me playing guitar because it's been a, a wonderful thing, part of my life for so long so but, definitely uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting yeah that's a really that's like that's a great that's a great question that they're really hard 
They're really hard ones. I can't <laughs> wait to ask my partner. I'm going to be like, right, you know, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm sure like uh, people uh, that listen to this podcast, uh, especially in the last uh, year or so, they're probably so, t- so sick of me t- uh, talking about music, but there's just no way I was going to have you on here. And that's not, not deep dive about some music. It's just going to have to happen. You know, like, it's just, just what we do. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've so. like scraped the surface. We need to, right. uh, you need to come on to Lucy Lehman's podcast adventure and we'll talk about music. Yeah. The people just should strap themselves in for that one because it'll, it's going to be a lot of music talk probably. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, I'd be I'd be honored to do it, Lucy. But uh, so I guess we should uh, we should start wrapping up here. I didn't think of any more quick fires because uh, uh, you know the uh, uh, we got into a, a good rabbit hole of music and I, I lost my and you and, and you put the hot seat back on me, which made me lose my train of thought. But uh, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, so where can uh, people check you out on your all your socials and and uh, and the podcast and the YouTube channel? Let get everybody. Uh, if, if people aren't don't know this stuff, I mean they're just goofing in life, like I said earlier in the in the, the beginning. Uh, but, you know, uh, yeah. let people know where to check you out. So you can find me on Instagram at uh, Lucy underscore Lumen and drop me a, a DM. I'm always happy to chat or send me a voice message. I love voice messages because I'm like a busy mom. So, um, and my YouTube channel is. Uh, Lucy Lumen's Analog Adventures um, but there is a link in my bio and my Instagram and I have the podcast as well uh, which is called Lucy Lumen's Podcast Adventure and it's available pretty much wherever you get your podcasts now I think so yes, uh, yeah. yeah yeah so uh, yeah John Piper I've only got three episodes but got a lot more planned for the rest of the year and some fun like solo episodes as well and like guests lined up like uh like you, Matt Gutterman. Uh, oh, look out. <laughs> look out. <laughs> well, I uh, certainly will look forward to that. And uh, well, I don't know whether my listeners will, but uh, I will certainly look forward to it. But uh, so, <laughs> but I think they've, I think people have heard me talk enough. But uh, but I, I'm glad they uh, uh, look forward to that that opportunity. But uh, the uh, uh, one thing I'll say is um, the uh, um, the good thing about Lucy's podcast, you see, you're in, you can get in on the ground floor. Like you, you only have like three episodes to catch up with. Don't bother mm. going back through my back catalog. That's, that's, that's a useless <laughs> pursuit. <laughs> so a lot just, of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you don't want to hear the early stuff anyway, but Lucy hit the ground running. You're, you're not that far behind if you haven't listened to it yet. So you can get caught up really, you can do a binge and, and get caught up real quick. Uh, uh, my podcast, uh, don't bother. Just, uh, yeah, just, uh, just go to Lucy's. So, uh, uh there you go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. Well, Lucy, it is uh, always a blast talking with you. And I, I knew we would have a, a lot of fun on this and I knew this would not just be a half virus. So, and that's all good. So, uh, uh, I, uh, just appreciate you coming on and, uh, it's been a real blast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. I could literally talk to you for, for hours. So, um, <laughs> so thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate oh. it. Uh, my pleasure. Well, everyone check out uh, Lucy's podcast and YouTube channel. And uh, we will uh, actually I'm gonna give you a chance to say I don't know if you'll, you'll remember this, Lucy, I'm gonna give you a chance to say the uh... <laughs> <laughs> I messed it up last time, didn't I? <laughs> I, think, I think everybody messes it up though. So I mean, you just—it's uh, just—it's fine. So, uh, so I'm gonna—I'm gonna—I'm gonna throw it out there. And if you mess it up, I'll edit it to make it sound like you know my, my professional editing skills. I'll make it sound like you, you know what you're doing. So, uh, uh, so thanks to Lucy for joining us tonight, and uh, everybody stay positive.
and shoot some cool film photos. You nailed it. Nailed it. I get it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Before we jumped on, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, no, like I messed that up last time. I should like go back and listen and make sure I get it right. But I was like, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So, yeah. 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 No, you know, and I I completely forgot to to, like warn you. I was going to do that to you. And uh, you you, you find golly. I'm a a professional podcaster now. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You are. (laughs) All right, Lisa, uh, you take care and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you, Mike. See ya. folks we are back for the final segment and a huge thanks to lucy lumen from lucy lumen's uh analog adventures on uh on the uh, the youtubes and lucy lumen's podcast adventure and the new hottest trend in uh film photography podcasting is taking over the world by storm so uh, always a blast talking to lucy i hope you guys enjoyed uh that conversation as much as i did uh, having that conversation so uh, huge thanks to lucy she's doing doing great work in the community so uh, all right, I want to go ahead and wrap this up. I got a couple shout outs to get out. Uh, Ian Fleming uh, did a new uh, podcast episode on the Sunny 16 Presents on location feed. Uh, he did another episode of his Quirky Cameras. This is Quirky Cameras number five. Uh, so check that out from Mr. Ian Fleming. He used uh, some of my music in there. So that's, uh, you know, I got to get that shout out out there. And uh, also, uh, Mr. Billy Sanford uh, on the uh, same Sunny 16 Presents uh, feed uh, did release his latest uh, music and photography uh, uh, number five. So his latest in that in that series, which I've been thoroughly enjoying. So check out uh, Billy Sanford on the Sunny 16 Presents on location uh, umbrella corporate uh, takeover of film podcast industry thing yeah <laughs> so, uh, but billy sanford music and photography number five uh latest in his uh his uh series of that uh, that I, I thoroughly enjoy and I, i'm sure some of you guys do too so um and uh, obviously this this uh this episode's been, been very <laughs> music heavy and uh, you know that's part of me staying genuine and authentic uh <laughs> because music's been part of my life. So it's going to come up on this podcast. So uh, sorry to the people that are like, just talk about film photography. You know, it's just, uh, I got to, I got to, you know, got to go where the conversation leads me. So, uh, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, last thing is uh, coffee donations. We did get a coffee donation. This one comes from Mr. Nigel Cliff. Uh, thank you, Nigel. He's uh, been a, a big supporter of this show and, uh, uh, you know, he sent some call-ins recently, so uh, I always appreciate that. Uh, but Mr. Nigel Cliff says, Realized I hadn't sent you a coffee for a while, so here's one to keep you going. Well, thank you so much, Nigel, for your uh, donation uh, through the coffee fund or whatever whatever they call it these days. So, all right, I'm going to go ahead and get the socials out. And after the socials, I'm going to play a listener music track. And I was kind of torn on this one because I had both my son on here that plays music and Lucy Lumen on here, whose partner makes all the music for her YouTube channel. And uh, so I was, I, I was kind of torn. Well, who's which? Which track should I play? Well, I've played some of uh, Lux Lumen, uh, Lucy's partner, on this show before, and I, I have one more track from him, so that I'll play in a future episode. But I think on this one, I got to go with my son. I got to play something from Grant. I got to play something from his his music project, Garquo. 
uh, at the end of this episode. As soon as I get the socials out, you'll hear a selection from my son. I mean, um, sorry, uh, Lucy, I guess blood is thicker than water, I guess. I don't know. That's what they say. <laughs> so, But I will play some more of your partner's music on future episodes. So, uh, But this one's going to be my son, his music project, Garquo. And the name of this track is Listening to Your Favorite Song in the Snow. So uh, you'll hear that right after these. Uh, I get out these socials here. Uh, all right, folks. Um, my Instagram is at guttermanphoto on, uh, let's see, uh, email this program at negpositives at gmail.com. We have a Facebook group, the Negative Positives Film Photo Podcast Facebook group. Uh, we also have an Instagram account under the account name Negative Positives. If you submit photos to uh, Instagram, think about using the hashtag Negative Positives, and uh, maybe we can highlight it and get uh, other people to, to check it out. And lastly, um, well, not lastly, but you can also support this program on coffee. It is ko-fi.com slash negative positives. And uh, you can get my music on Bandcamp. It is mikegutterman.bandcamp.com. And then lastly, we have a merch site that is negativepositivespodcast.bigcartel.com where you can get you some negpos swag. And uh, yeah, so, okay. Um, everyone have a, a great, uh, only a week. We'll be back in a week uh, with... Um, I believe we're going to have uh, uh, Mario Piper and Suzanne Lopez from the Gen X Photography Podcast uh, next week. Uh, so I look forward to that. So I'm, I know I am. So, uh, all right, let's listen to, um, uh, well, I guess I got to get this out of here. Uh, <laughs> folks, have a great week. Uh, we're going to listen to my son, Garquo, listening to your favorite song, In the Snow. Uh, you can get his music on Bandcamp and all the streaming services he's out there on. So uh, it is G-A-R-Q-U-O. It's his music project. So, all right, folks, everybody uh, have a great week. Everybody stay positive and shoot some cool film photos.